Actually, my name is Saber from Sabertron Toys. Announcing Sabertron Toys BotCon 2009 Frisbee Coupon Contest. To anyone holding a Sabertron Toys Frisbee, I handed out exactly 200 Frisbees at BotCon, and whoever mails the Frisbees back gets 10% off their next purchase. Woo! For every 50th Frisbee that I receive, you will get a Transformer of your choice of up to $25. Woohoo! Well, here's the rules and instructions. Autobots, transform and roll out. Number one, step one. You must be a registered member of SabertronToys.com. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. And the cost is free, as in membership is free. Sign up now. Step two, once you have a free membership, write all of your contact information on the back of the Frisbee, including your name, address, email, and free SabertronToys.com member name. You can use silver permanent marker, or you can write it on an index card or on a piece of paper and stick it to the back. Step three, just simply ship the Frisbee back to me. You can find all of my contact information on my website, SabertronToys.com. Step four, after receiving the Frisbees, I will post pictures on the site. Just keep checking the blog section labeled Sabertron Toys BotCon 2009 Frisbee Coupon Contest. This is Saber from Sabertron Toys, thanking the McFavorites for giving me the opportunity to uh, plug the living heck out of the website. Had a great time with you guys at BotCon. Can't wait to hook up with you guys soon. And have a lovely life. We will meet again. Guys, thank you once again. This is Saber from SabertronToys.com. Out. Hey guys, welcome to Open Your Toys Cast, episode 18, our official BotCon 2009 cast. Woo-hoo! That's right, this is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time, but tonight we're just talking about one. Transformers, baby. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are a husband and wife team that... Uh, actually travel cross-country 
sit in rooms to hear people talk about toys, stand in hour-long lines to get autographs from people that voiced those toys. And they were awesome. That's right. I'm Slick. And I'm Mrs. McFavorite. If you want to hit us up, you can reach us at OpenYourToys.com. I'll leave a comment on our blog there. You can also reach me via email at Slick at OpenYourToys.com. Or you can holler at me at Mrs. McFavorite at OpenYourToys.com. Uh, we're both on Twitter. You can find me under Slick McFavorite. And you can find me under Mrs. McFavorite. And, of course, there's the ever-infamous Facebook and there, just search for Slick or go to our show notes, and you can click through to our page. Or you can find me on Facebook, even though it's not listed on the show notes. Would you and like this is me my to favorite? Would you like me to start listing your personal Facebook on the show notes? Huh? There's a bunch of listeners that are that are my friends on Facebook, so I think I'll be okay with that. <laughs> okay. But I do have to say that, please, when you friend me, just say that you're listening. You say something about the podcast, <laughs> um, just so that I know you're not a spammer or somebody that I don't like <laughs> that found me. Um, even more infamously is our voicemail. You can reach us at 641-715-3900. Extension 68029. That's 641-715-3900. Extension 68029. Um, I've been thinking. I, I think I'm going to change this, what are we drinking, to what I'm drinking. Oh, no, this is this is our podcast. It'll stick to what are we drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking, Mrs. McFavorite? Well, I was drinking Smirnoff citrus shots until I finished them. Wow. <laughs> There's only two. Going for the throat. <laughs> wow. Anyway, but the ever infamous Sparksless or trademark Sparks. <laughs> And uh, as I said on the last cast, I am drinking Samuel Adams Blackberry Wheat Beer. Oh, let me try that. I didn't know what you got. I would, didn't look at the box when you bought it. Well, I just kept saying for like the last half an hour, man, my beer's good. I know, but I was cooking. <laughs> I was cooking for a potluck. It was, I was busy. Yeah, how about that? She, she made... Uh, a meal for her potluck, but we ate out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, had I bought another two, or had I bought another two more cans of baked beans, we would have had franks and beans for dinner tonight. Ew! I liked our Quiznos. I would have liked the franks and beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the torpedoes, and they were a little disappointing. Not bad for four bucks, but oh, that is good. All right, um, let's go ahead and get into it. BotCon 2009. Woo-hoo! So uh, first up, just kind of overview, Mrs. McFavorite. Uh, did you like it? Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Did you? I really did. And this was your first one? It was my first BotCon. I... Um I, it it kind of it was kind of nice considering that I was tossed into Comic Con last year. <laughs> I mean, we've been to Starfest, which which is here in Denver for the past three years, which is you know nothing. And then <laughs> and then he's like, let's go to Comic Con, and I just about had a heart attack. But uh, BotCon was very nice. It was it was fun. There was a lot of stuff to do, considering that we just took up like a section of yeah. the convention center. I mean, it's two rooms. 
There's yeah. two oh, rooms. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. It. That's two it. Two rooms in a hallway. Yeah. And, and it was. It was so much fun. It, I mean, we got to meet a lot of great people. We got to meet a couple of listeners. Oh, yeah. And we got to meet some voice actors and some singers and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. Yeah, we had a blast. It, it, it was amazing. It was much larger than last year's. I mean, I... I dare to guess at least fivefold larger than last year. Well, considering that one, it's a movie year, and two, it was in LA as opposed to Ohio. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, in the stars too. I well, mean, yeah. you really had a lot of the big names. Uh, last year's BotCon, all you had was David K, which was the animated Optimus Prime with Weird Al. Oh, he Al. was there last year. Yeah. Oh, Weird Al was there last year too. No. He was oh, there I'm with okay, the Weird Al this My year bad. at the panel. Um, and then uh, uh, Tara Strong, she plays the voice of Sorry, the little girl in Animated. Oh, okay. And then Bumper Robinson that did Bumble, Bumblebee in Animated. And that was it. I mean, that was it. Yeah. I mean, you had Hasbro people and you had IDW people and, oh. you know, you had you had the company licensees, uh -huh. but uh, but you didn't have any other voice actors or writers or anything, anything like, like that. that. So, yeah, it was rocking. We had a we had a blast. Um, it started off with the week leading up to it. <laughs> and it was one hell of a week, let me tell you. Um, actually, it was about a week and a half that really made it big. I, uh, as you heard in the previous cast, I got my system for my car, so now I got the boom booms. <sighs> and then, of course, right after I got the boom booms, the engine light came on, which made my day. <laughs> so it was another big to-do of getting my car ready, considering that we were taking my car. <laughs> And then, of course, we got the new puppy, Ruthie, and I had a couple other things going on, just that was pretty crazy. Things. It was just one hell of a week, but it was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally, we got left pretty late. I didn't get the packing done that I wanted to, so we left about, uh, finally got out of town about 9 o'clock on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, driving straight through to Pasadena or Arcadia, L.A., whatever you want to call it. They're all little suburbs um, of L.A. And uh, it went pretty smooth. I mean, we we took turns driving. We drove straight through. We got into Pasadena about one thirty, which we pick up an hour. No, so, so it was, it was oh, noon. It was, it was 12.30 when we got there, their time, one thirty yeah. our time. Um, we were able to check in. Luckily, uh, we stayed at a gorgeous little Hampton Inn. That was probably one of the nicest little Hampton yeah, Inns we had ever stayed at. It was very well kept. Um, that was in Arcadia. And, and if you're cheese ball enough to actually want to see this, I, I literally put links up to, uh, like the, the route we took on Google Maps. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, and look at that. How cute. The is hotel that? we stayed at. <laughs> um, and then there's even a link to uh, the Pasadena. Pasadena Convention Center where the con actually was. Uh, this was a great little convention center. Again, we saw 
nothing of it. We saw two rooms essentially. Yeah. Well, I get, but I guess it wasn't much bigger than that. And that's probably why it, they held it there, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. There's the hotel next to it and then there's a couple other like little Well, they had like a concert buildings. hall. They had a concert oh, is hall that what next that is? to it. And then and then they had like an annex where that where the uh they had a Ed Hardy uh factory sample sale. Oh, so I you loved it. The we um we'll talk about this a little later on, but the Paramount party we're standing around right before the Paramount party when people were showing up to catch the bus. And I must have seen like 10 people wearing Ed Hardy shit. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh, they didn't have time to go back to their hotel room. Oh, let's go to Ed Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it was great driving out there. It was great getting in. Uh, we ate at a nice little restaurant that we actually have here, which is usually against our against our way um but it's one that's all the way on the other side of town and we've only eaten there once in like the last two years so we hit it up it's uh called bj's wink wink nudge nudge i know i, I always laugh it's... when we walk into that place but it's good food good times so oh yeah nice what did we have what were those egg rolls oh avocado uh-huh. egg rolls yeah if you have a bj's in your town <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> Um, seriously, if you guys have a, if you guys like avocados, you've got to have these things at this restaurant. They are just fucking kick ass. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah, they were the shit. Um, so essentially that was the first part of Thursday cause it took us about uh 14 and a half hours to get to LA. Um, so we ate and then it was time to hit the con. Yeah, but we did make a couple stops before that. And it took us like, after we ate, it took us like an hour and a half to actually oh. get to the con. Well, okay. So <laughs> first I forgot our silver Sharpies, which if you ever want autographs, always carry a black and a silver Sharpie. Uh, it'll cover all grounds, uh, light backgrounds, dark backgrounds. And I'm just a silver junkie. So like I have them sign it in silver, no matter what, unless maybe it's white. Um, no, I even had a uh, Orsi and Kurtzman sign up, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so first we had to find a target. Then I wanted something for Stan Bush and Vince DeCola to sign. So I, I tried to find an actual soundtrack because all I had was a bootlegged version of it for all these years. So I tried to find an actual soundtrack. No Best Buy around in our town had it. No Best Buy on the way. But there's a Best Buy literally like five miles away from our hotel that had it in stock. So I bought it and I did pick up at store. So we had oh, to go. Oh, it was get there. That. It wasn't a ship to store. Like no, it, it was pick up. Yeah, because they don't do <laughs> ships hilarious. to store. They do pick up at store or ship to you. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so. don't shop at Best Buy. <laughs> Not anymore. So, and and ever since we've got our well prior to our GPS, although we did it a lot less successfully, since we got our GPS, our thing to do when we're in a new town is we plug the address in. And we either do avoid highways or we kind of get the general direction it wants us to go. And then we just start driving towards something because we know the GPS will find us whenever we get sick of just meandering around. 
So we did that. Well, the meandering around and then coupled with the parking at Pasadena because we're also too cheap to pay for parking or not we. No, yeah, I was going to say. Mr. McFavorite. Mr. McFavorite. Is too cheap to pay for parking. So coupled with that, we were about an hour and a half late for our, our package pickup. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And what did that mean, Mrs. McFavorite? Standing in line. Oh, my God. For a God. really long time. And it was actually very comical. So we finally get there, and we see lines form. So we just hop into line, and then we see that there is a second line. So <laughs> Slick's like, go over there and find out what that line's all about. And she did it like that. No, like, no or anything. Like, didn't even blink. I was so proud of her. And they're like, this is the eight and that's the nine. And I'm like, how do you tell? <laughs> and we <laughs> had like, a look at your ticket. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a six o'clock. We were in the first hundred. And like what time did we get there? At 730. <laughs> yeah. And what time was our ticket? Six o'clock. Okay. So, so after finding out that that was the eight and the nine, we went up to the front of the line. We're like, we have a six. And they're like, oh, come right in. I'm like, hell yeah, we just skipped that big ass line. <laughs> so uh, we've been going back and forth with uh, Sabertron. We've read uh, quite a bit of his uh, comments on the show. We've been going back and forth, you know, telling when we we're there. He actually showed up early and did some of the tours. So yeah, he was able a to do. Yeah. <laughs> He's a go get him type of guy. <laughs> we're not. Yeah. We're, we're very, very lazy. Um, so he was able to do early package pickups. So he didn't even have to pick up his package. So he was there literally waiting in the club line for the store to open, the club store line, waiting for it to open. So. We got to come inside. We're like, man, we're going to blow right through this. We're going to catch up with Sabertron in the line. Yeah. Even though we got to skip the huge big line, like, what would you say? We were maybe 15 people from the front of the line. Oh, no. Wait, originally? No, like when, when we, we first, when we finally when we got left. Got... When, no, when we got let in. Oh, when we got to the... Yeah. To the inside line. We were no longer in the outside line. Yeah, we line. were about 15, but... That took us an hour, I would say, easy. Wouldn't you say? Maybe I, honestly, at that minutes. point, I, I I wasn't really paying attention. I started looking at the clock once we got, and once we got to the next stop. <laughs> yeah, is when I started paying attention. So it takes us about forty-five minutes to an hour to get through the package pickup, which is just ridiculous. If if you go to a convention, do not ask the people questions. That you're checking in with when yes, there's a huge please. fucking line. There's there's information desks usually. There there was nothing even going on that night besides the club store. There's no fucking reason to ask questions. And I'm sorry if any of our listeners are those people because I usually am that person. I usually want to know everything that's going on, but large lines are not the time to start asking questions. They're large lines because of that. Yeah, exactly. So we finally get through there. So there, I was like, let's knock out the store. I don't want to deal with it. There was nothing else going on that night. So we got in the store line. Seemed not bad. You know, we it, it, was, it, was, it was out, out the, in the hall. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, 
Then about a half an hour goes by and we haven't moved. <laughs> and we were all the way in the back. <laughs> like the way how the way how the line wrapped was that you were in this big convention hall. And that's where the store was set up. So there was a line going from the very back of the convention hall all the way through it. Just one single line lining all along the wall, out the door. And then what would you say? Maybe a, would you say about a football field half or 50 yards? No, no. Like maybe 30 feet. No, no, no. From where we were at, from from the door from the to where the where, where we blah. Sorry, where we first started. Yeah, maybe twenty yards, sweetie. That was like nothing. I have no sense. <laughs> well, after you after you stand in that line for four hours. Hey, I was getting there. Sorry. It took us four hours to to go like half a football field, like in all in all. Between go, between yeah, the line between, outside and then inside, it was it was about it was about. Yeah, it'd be, I'd say it'd about be fifty yards, maybe forty yards, but. Yeah, so, uh, ten yards an hour. And this is, again, I did late registration last year, so I literally walked up at nine thirty in the morning, picked up my box, got in the store line, way in the store line for three minutes, got everything I wanted at the store. How did you get somewhere at 9.30 in the morning? Because <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, and you weren't with me. That takes like over an hour to get ready. Exactly. <laughs> I'm able to get ready in 15 minutes if need be. But uh, anyway, so um, so they usually did, you know, they usually do this checklist. So you, they tell you what they have. You go through, you, you mark what you want, you total it up. And then you just hand them the sheet and then they have these, you know, pickers that just go and, and pick all your product, add it all up and charge you. Well, that would have been all fine and good. But this, of course, was the first day that the toys, the Revenge of the Fallen toys were officially being put on sale. There was also another reason that I that I heard why the line was so bad. Why was that? Uh, there was like only one or two credit card machines. Oh, so is that processing that? Yeah. That's I, what somebody, that's what somebody else said. And cause I was, I was, I think I was telling somebody in another line that we were standing in, um, later on during the convention about the whole thing. And they were like, yeah, they, there was something like only one or two credit card machines was, was holding it up. And I was telling them like, no, it was the, they didn't list all of the all of the figures so that you would be ready so people were like what do i want <laughs> well that's i mean if if you had all the figures listed you had a picker and a charger you know so yep. you just had one guy working the credit card machine one guy is swooping up everything putting them in a box and handing them to you mm -hmm. flying flying i guarantee you but so we had to wait to the front of the line because while we were waiting in line, I was like, I'm going to go in there and just see what Revenge of the Fallen toys they have and which ones I'm going to want. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't let you get within 15 feet of the table to actually see. It was in a dark convention hall, which I have no fuck. Oh, because and they were playing stuff on the wall. Yeah. And that's the funny thing was that, okay, so they wouldn't let you get within 15 feet of the table. And then behind the table, the figures were actually another 10 feet. So, 
me, if I was trying to look at them and be like, yeah, there's figures over there. I don't fucking know what they are. But <laughs> Exactly. But um, what they should have done is, you know, every half an hour, they could have just gotten on some generic-ass PA system and said, if you look at the wall, these are the figures that are not listed on the sheet. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't because all the that, figures. That it was wasn't? The, no. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to it. Nobody was paying attention to that thing. Well, yeah. it, was, it was just a tape playing through pictures of all of the figures that were up there. Yeah. I think it was all of them, and no, nobody, w- nobody was paying attention. Everybody was chit-chatting, which is, good, which is all good and fun, but at the same time, if they would have just said... And if you look over at what's playing, da 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 da, you know, blah blah blah, it might have gone a little bit faster. Yeah, it wasn't all, but you know, again, most people knew. I mean, I had a good idea of what I was picking up. I had a I had a good idea, so you know, we didn't take that long. But again. All well and fun. So we showed up at the convention center seven thirty. We got done about Quarter- midnight. Was it midnight? I- yep. Oh, no, we got back to the hotel about quarter to one. That's what I was thinking of. Because I was talking to people that were in the nine o'clock line. They're like, yeah, we got out of there about like 12. And I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, um, but we got to, we got to meet Sabertron, which was really cool. He swagged us up with some frisbees and uh, t-shirts shirts and and stickers. So right on. Good looking out, Saber. Um, and we capped the night off with a California must in and out burger. burger. That's right. We don't have these in Denver. So if you don't have an in and out burger, or you're not aware of what it is. It's a place awesome. that has three things. It has a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger and fries. And that would be it. four. Oh, did I and say actually three? it's five because they do have shakes. <laughs> well, and shakes and drinks, but so yeah, so In and Out Burger was the poop, especially that late. So we came back, we took a couple shots, had some In and Out Burger, and, and fell passed the immediately hell out. asleep. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. All right, so that was that was the beginning of our trip. That was Thursday. We're going to go ahead and take a break, um, and we'll be right back with the official start of the convention. Dun 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 dun. dun. Peace. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet, Jetfire. Transformers, more than meets the eye. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. The Transformers, robots in disguise. All right, guys, welcome back. All right, into Friday. Uh, Coming up on the convention had me uh, a little worried when we first came up. Uh, uh, I was hoping it was the walk-up registration, but again, the year before, same day, same time, I walked right up and registered. So, uh, But uh, it turns out that the ridiculously long lines was for pre-registration so we got to uh, or not pre-registration but for registration so we got to skip those entirely 
and uh, went into our first panel. So um, did we meet up with Sabertron that early or did he come a little bit later? Um, I thought we went into our first panel first, but no, I don't know. He, he was always he was always there before us. <laughs> <laughs> Crap! Now I can't remember. That's oh, all good. Anyway, so first up was the uh, Collectors Club Magazine Comic Q and A. Um, oh no, we met up with him. Oh, oh, I'm okay. sorry. I didn't mean to yell in your ears. I, I we did. We met up with him. We were sitting in the panel, and he was he was getting he was standing in line for an autograph. I can't remember who it was, but he was standing in line for an autograph, and he came and he met up with us in the in the hall where they were doing all the panels. Oh, that's right. So uh, first up was the uh, Collectors Club magazine and comic Q and A, and I just said that, so it's like deja vu. All over again. Um, we're going to blow through, I've, I've got, I've kind of compiled my notes and a lot of the fan sites notes on some of the most interesting things about each panel. Um, but in, uh, for the sake of time, I haven't put any links or anything like that. All I did was just put little one liners about things I've found interesting um so we're just kind of going to blow through these on each panel if you're interested in anything specifically that happened on a panel tfw 2005 had this really cool thing they were using some kind of program that they were able to quick type so like what it would do is oh kind of like 10 key style well not 10 key not or not 10 key um but no, Duh, not tanky. <laughs> I know, like a court reporter. Yeah, that. What do they call that? Anyways, people are yelling it right now at their iPods. They're like, you fucking idiots, it's this. <laughs> um, but anyways, it was a thing where you could type what was going on and hit enter, and it would give it a time record. And I oh, think that they wow. were doing this live because comments were coming into them as well. And they were answering comments live and everything. So I All thought that was... like the same time frame? Yeah, like real time. So uh, TFW has really cool coverage of the panels. Sabertron does a little bit better job of kind of summing up what I found to be the most important um but this is kind of a mixture of all of theirs including t formers um and the allspark so uh first up uh there's going to be more animated tech specs coming in the magazine so that's cool uh more shattered glass uh slash fiction stories uh the names were blitzwing bop transhuman ultimate salvation and one yet to be named uh, they asked him about using movie molds as exclusives, and it looks like those are off limits, but they might possibly be able to use animated in the future. Uh, Hasbro, um, when it came to the combiner, here's a big tobacco. This big, uh, the club figure that we've been getting for the last five years uh -huh. has been uh, part of a combiner to make one big guy. Uh-huh. Well, I guess they wanted. They submitted a bunch of names to Hasbro so they could have their uh, their uh, legal department name check them for copyright. Uh -huh. Well, so all these names, it came up with that Nexus and Maximus was not used yet, but they were in separate names. So Hasbro told them, "Hey, call them Nexus Maximus." Well, I guess that 
and I didn't know this. I I'm not too too up on all of the fiction, but uh, I guess that's like one of the names of the original thirteen Transformers. Oh, and so like this threw everybody for a loop, and they're like, "How would you guys not know that?" And they're like, "Oops, we forgot to Google it before we named them that." So the combiner is officially called Nexus Maximus, but it's not the real Nexus Maximus. Um, Let's see. There is possible trade paperbacks coming of the club comics. So that would be kind of cool. In the comic program for the show, we got to see some seekers that uh, were not made into toys. And one really, really looked like Sunstorm, um, but they cleared up that it wasn't Sunstorm as Hooligan. Uh, let's see the sweeps that were incredibly popular. These things, they were 50 bucks at the con, and they're going for like 200 now on eBay. It's a basically three sweeps in the uh, Rat Bat. And I, oh, I want to say it's Scattershot, but that doesn't sound right. But the... Uh, um, the Cybertron repaint um, were actually planned for two years, and they were finally able to get it into this box set. And in the comics, spoiler alert, the sweeps and scourge are actually not part of the the comic timeline. It's a flashback, and that's how they kind of squeezed them in there. Um, but uh, they did reference this. They did talk about the continuity of things. And essentially all club fiction is supposed to be in continuity, but really open for flexibility. Nothing is ever set in a certain continuity um, on purpose. Uh, They do have future plans for utilizing the elite guard. So what do they have future what of? Future plans for the elite. You Are said, you talking shit? I am. <laughs> you said future. <laughs> um, and I then, couldn't help myself. <laughs> All right. And then probably the coolest bit of information, besides maybe the trade paperbacks, is uh, the next exclusive is going to be Punch Counterpunch based on classic Sideswipe or Sunstorm, however you want to look at it. So that should be ultra cool. Um, next up uh, was the panel with Stan Bush and Vince DiCola. Uh, there was huge fucking problems with the sound. The first like 15, 20 minutes, you could hardly hear what the questions were, what they, their answers were. Yeah. And they had like the whole time we were like, what? And even Stan Bush and Vince DiCola were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt bad. And there was no staff in there. Like, every other panel had staff in it. In this one, they just kind of let them go, you yeah. know? And so finally, uh, Vince went over and he turned one of the speakers at them. So then at least they could hear the questions and we could hear them. So we still weren't really hearing the questions because no one would freaking talk loud enough. Well, yeah, but we could was, hear their answers to the questions. Yeah, <laughs> at least. it just seemed in. Uh, we'll talk. Well, it's going to be touched on later. But one of the other panels we were sitting on, we were sitting right by the mic, and nobody, nobody wanted to touch it. Yeah, like it was standing. I'm five two, and I know that mic was taller than me. Yeah, and there were girls that were shorter than me, like going up there, like hi. 
is your voice? Yeah, I mean, it It was one of those things uh, in one of the panels we were. We were right by the mic, and we couldn't hear them. I'm sitting right next to them. I am three feet away from this person, and I can't hear what they're saying. I mean, again, I, have I, some I, confidence. <laughs> Approach, speak in a nice you know, loud voice. See, and that's the exact reason why I don't ask questions. I may, I mean, granted, after I hear other people's questions, I'm like, oh yeah, that's something I want to ask. I don't speak well in front of large groups, so that's why I won't ever go up and ask a question. (laughs) But I'm sure that's what a lot of people were. They're like, oh my God, this is my time to ask one of my favorite people a, a question that I wanted to ask. And I have to do it in front of a lot of people, including a really famous person. <laughs> Holy shit. But it's understandable, but it was also like, wow, really? Yeah. Um, but let's see. Uh, they The concert they were going to do at the Paramount Party would include The Touch, the original version, and Dare. Uh, Vince was actually pretty hurt, he said, to not be approached to do anything with the live action score. But he understood because he understood that it was all politics and it wasn't personal. Yeah, exactly. And it's also a thing that, you know, time moves on. You know, Vince, Vince for for at the time in 86, did the most amazing score you could do for an animated movie like that. That was kind of techno-y, you know. Um, but he did kind of bitch that Transformers in general is real technical and and real machiney, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> and he thought <laughs> he thought Sorry. the soundtrack should be more like that as opposed to just all rock like it was. Yeah. Or you know should have more of that. Um, there will be two toys that feature the touch. We already knew about Ultimate Bumblebee, um, but they didn't say what the other one was. He just said that he knew that there was two toys. Um, and they are both working on new albums. So that was Stan Bush and Vince DiCola. It. I'm sorry, I just babbled on some people that may listen for star wars or gi joe may not know uh stan bush is the person that sings the touch and the dare which are two of the biggest songs in transformers fandom and then uh you might have heard the touch on uh boogie nights and then uh vince DiCola was the producer that did the soundtrack or the score for the 1986 transformers animated movie um, next up was the Transformers animated panel. So this one was very cool. You had Marty Eisenberg. You had a couple uh, colorists, I believe, a uh, couple designers. You had Derek J. Wyatt. Um, and then you had, I thought, the director or something like that. No, I think Marty's the director. But anyways, again, if you guys want specifics on these panels, hit up any of the fandom sites or even just hit up botcon.com. They'll have, they'll have the details on what panel had who. Um, but uh, essentially the first like 20 minutes was just how they produced animated, you know? So they just went into all the different processes, had, you know, went from idea to script to, you know, to storyboards, to voice acting, to full animation, to sound integration. Um, 
they wanted to do Deathosaurus, which was uh, Megatron from the 2005 uh, collector set. Uh, and they also wanted to give more screen time to Diatlas, which uh, I believe Diatlas is the uh, kind of like the parade car they're riding in in uh, one of the last episodes. Uh they also uh, they said they perfect they purposely left some open questions that they do have answers for, so that gives us hope. But uh, they also did officially say that there is no season four for uh, animated. They would love to do a movie if the chance presented himself, but right now, no more Transformers animated. Aww, tear. I really liked it. I was really skeptical going into it. I just loved all the fucking fan winks during the whole thing, going back to G1 and all kinds of different, you know, uh, Transformer timelines. Did they did they say why there wasn't going to be more animated, or is it just all wrapped oh, up in politics? Yeah, they just they always just which give. makes sense. They don't say this vice president said. His son I'm hated not the for that show. Shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it could also be a thing of is that they don't have a story anymore. That they were afraid oh. that it was just going to start jumping the shark. No, something like that. That's the whole thing. Is usually people that produce shows like never think their show is getting <laughs> overdone or anything. It's the true. public that's like, okay, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. All right, and uh, next up was the Robert Orsi and Alex Kurtzman. They are the writers of the first Transformers movie, oh. the second Transformers movie, and as something I flubbed on a previous episode, they're also the writers of Star Trek. Oh, yeah, because you were like, no, that's J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Uh, yeah, that was my dumbass. Again, we watch a lot of movies. We don't, we don't know attention. who the fuck directs them or yeah. anything like that. We're 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 um, movie buffs, as in uh, in. We watch a shitload, but we yeah. If you when it comes to the semantics of it, we don't know. We don't know actors' names. When we see somebody, we're like, hey, it's the guy from that show or it's the guy from that movie. We Which don't. is the exact reason why we have laptops in our living room. So it's a race to who can find it on IMDb faster. <laughs> exactly. The seven degrees of IMDb. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. They first started off with uh, just saying, don't ask about Star Trek. We're here for Transformers. Um, after the writer's strike, uh, Michael Bay locked him in a hotel and it took four months for them to, uh, write the entire script for it to get approved for everything to get going and for shooting to start. So that was a hella fast start, especially since they hadn't written it yet after that, after the strike. So they did a damn good job. That's for sure. Well, we don't know yet. We'll oh, find out. this is the second I'm movie. <laughs> Well, I like the first one. <laughs> um, they, in their opinion, the second one is as good, if not better, than the first, which is what you would hope. Um, they got a lot of, or not a lot, they got questions about the humans and, uh, you know, about the stories being so focused on humans. And essentially, you can't be a transformer, a robot in disguise, without hiding from something. 
So yeah. they have to kind of include humans, at least for that point. Um, the big one was the first The first movie didn't really have very much money because they really weren't too sure of it. Uh, but since it was this huge summer blockbuster, they said there is mad more money for this one. So, um, like I say, we... I don't know if we've reported on, but there's been reports of, you know, like the first movie took like something like 17 terabytes of memory to store all the digital footage and and all of that. And this one took something like 120 terabytes to store everything. So that kind of gives you an idea of what the time and uh, work that's gone into this. Um Let's see about the demolisher and scavenger name. What was thought to be a mix up? They said it's not an accident. There's a reason um, for there being two names. Uh, same thing with Grindor and Blackout. And Blackout. Uh, Grindor is not just a movie repaint. He actually appears in the movie, and there's a reason for those two as well. So that's kind of cool. That was that was a really good panel. Like the first two, I didn't really pay much attention to because it wasn't. Well, obviously, it wasn't my thing. Well, Stan Bush and Vince Nicola, that was just awesome because I I just love seeing old school rockers just still being in it. You know, yeah. It, that's that's what really got me with them. But um, but this was this was a lot of fun. And, you know, you get to see some writers and they're just super cool well, and, brilliant. and down to earth. And yeah, you know, I mean, that's and then and then getting to like, you know, shake their hand. And while you don't get to have an actual conversation with them while you're getting an autograph, they they were personable. And that's yeah. what you saw with all the people or. Well, yeah, actually, all the people that we met when we got autographs was that they were so down to earth and they they were like, hi, how's it going? Thank you for coming out. As opposed to, oh, I can't believe I'm fucking here. You goddamn. Well, you know, that's what I mean, that's what that's what made it feel good, because I don't do autographs for that specific reason, because I don't. I don't want to be that person where they're just like, oh, just another autograph. Yeah. Well, it's a job for them. You know, it, and it they're, is. they're getting paid. But, I mean, it's not like they're well, just no, there they're to not, sign they're shit. They're not there to volunteer, know? but they're, they're there and they're having fun as opposed to, you know, a Walmart employee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or Englewood, Colorado Walmart <laughs> employee, I should say. <laughs> um. Next up, uh, we got to go into. Just keep talking. I just unplugged my headphone. Oh, I was like, something just happened. I think you might have messed with the levels, though, too. Oh, okay. I hope not. Sorry, that was my bad. Something's still not right, sweetie. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break and try to figure out what the hell just happened. We'll be right back. Thanks. I am Rickard! Only good for one thing. Garbage! All right. Well, that wasn't as bad as we thought it might have been. I got a little upset. <laughs> we just lost a channel briefly in our headphones, so we didn't know if that was uh, the recording or just the phones or what. But uh, all right. Uh, next up was we got to check out the preview of the sales room before the general public. Uh, 
very cool stuff in there. They had a huge table for IDW with a lot of their artists. Um, there was an artist that I didn't even get his name. That's what pisses me off. Oh, you didn't get his name. I, I saw his panel. I saw his his prints during the preview. Just gorgeous. One that really caught my eye was a sound wave with every single one of his cassettes, like kind of flying out at you and shit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get that tomorrow because I didn't fucking bring my poster tube with me. Oh yeah, and it, it, for it being a preview day, I didn't even know it was preview. I thought that. We were just in the dealer room. No. It was packed. Yeah. Well, it was all the, it's all people that have Primus packages. That's. Oh, there were a lot of Primus packages purchased <laughs> for this con because I, I, I seriously did not know until this very moment when you said that that was the preview because it was, it was packed. And then the next day it was, it was sardined. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, so the Soundwave print with all the cassettes, uh, Shout Factory had a table there, which they actually gave out information about the pricing for the Transformers Complete Series and G.I. Joe Complete Series. Uh, those looks like you can pre-order them right now from their website for about 140 bucks a piece, which is really good. Um, if you don't have those, considering you are paying $80 per box set. And how many... Transformers. Hold on. Are you talking about the silver box set? Yeah, the silver, the rhinos. There's five box sets that would comprise the full series, and those were going for like eighty to a hundred bucks a piece before they announced that they were going to re-release them. So, oh yeah, my friend Chris at work uh -huh. was telling me about that today. He's like, the shit that you burned for me, the shit that you have collectors now <laughs> yeah well and but now it's going for less because they know that, that there's more coming out but that's i mean to have that box set isn't that like a big deal because isn't that another anniversary or is it just a box set that they it, came out with? it's just box sets that they came out with oh. i mean there's cool things like i mean the box sets themselves are very cool the there's there's some nice. cell art in it oh, okay. you know again it's mass produced it's not like they're giving you a sell from the cartoon or anything but you know there's some cool things about it but for the most people for the most part people just want the cartoons yeah um let's see matt moylan uh and and i'm sorry matt if i'm killing your name i'm sure you don't listen to this but uh he was there he's the guy that does the little formers uh alex milne is how I believe you pronounce that, was also there. Um, they had a huge Hasbro display. Last year, last year is what? One, two, three, four, five. Five display cases, a little tiny desk, and a couple like little standy art things, which you can check out the photos on the link on episode 17 if you want to see that. Um, and the videos of there, but it was ridiculously tiny. This was massive. I mean, yeah, it was. It was big. Two, three-story. Well, maybe not three. Two-story display, like you know, of huge, massive. You know, not life-size, but 
12 foot transformers and um they oh, had yeah. they had a whole area that was for kids to play with transformers like all the toys were they had out tracing table yeah they had a whole drawing area with a huge big screen that uh you could just trace over they had figures on the table you could trace over they played videos on it they had let's see um one, that whole new video two. or um video uh bumblebee uh helmet with the arm gun yeah you could you could play take with pictures that. with that <laughs> yeah you could yeah saber got a picture the with them yeah well the games wasn't them but oh the um, games? that's that's a different display that's activisions oh it's just right next door yeah so they're like we're gonna sneak right in next to hasbro and <laughs> catch in on a little bit of their activity so, uh, but, I yeah, mean, they, it, was, it was big. Yeah, they was, probably had 13, maybe 12, 13 display cases this year of toys. So just just totally different, totally amazing is gorgeous. Um, we're going to have videos, uh, videos up of that and also photos of the con on our post uh, once this goes up. So head over to OpenYourToys.com and take a look at those. Uh, let's see. Also, they had the real Optimus Prime from the movie, the actual oh, awesome. semi truck. It was, that was really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Like right in the middle of the dealer room. That's what was kind of nutty. Yeah. And I, I love it. They had to have like, I think it was probably about like two people per corner, like just watching it. Cause you know, of well, course at first they didn't at first yeah. it was just like roped off and it was roped off with signs that say, do not touch, but nobody knows how to read signs. So of course they had to just keep adding more and more staff that are like, Oh, we'll take your picture. So you don't climb over the ropes that are obviously there for a reason and take pictures with your family. We'll take it for you. Yeah. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was people up on his running boards. There's people oh, yeah. sitting on like his back tires and stuff. It's like people oh, yeah. like, they were sitting like on immediately trailer. next to the thing, the sign that says, please do not touch. Oh, I would have loved to get a picture of that. Just that family. That was, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. You would think that, Oh, ropes are there for a reason. Not for my safety, obviously, because there's nothing to hurt myself on. <laughs> Um, Activision had a huge uh, video game uh, exhibit there where you could both play head-to-head -head in teams or they also had the single-player story mode going on. And I guess uh, from what I hear, and I'm glad I didn't play because this was exactly what I was trying to avoid, I guess there's huge spoilers. Like they didn't remove any of like the intro screens where it says what's going on so essentially tells you what's going on at the beginning of the oh, movie the and oh, shit like that yeah, so that's funny. um but it is really cool um one of the coolest things in the display cases was a g1 unicron is that the one that you have no. i have the i have the uh I, I don't know. I always get confused. I think they consider it the inner John. It might be the robots. In oh, disguise. but it's not G1. Yeah. Okay. It was the one next to it. The G1 one was never put out. 
And it looks kind of goofy. looks really round. I'm definitely glad they waited until the version that I have. Um, But still really cool to see that they actually prototyped that. uh, Not only prototyped it, but made like a full painted version of it. So... Um, I'm sure whenever Transformers fandom kind of dies out like it did for a while in Star Wars and some of those things get released into the public or, you know, uh, an executive Hasbro takes it and dies and it goes on auction, that's going to be a very, very popular figure to try to get, especially because it's one in a kind. Uh, <laughs> that was cute. Uh, after the dealer room, uh, we and we were with Sabertron on and off the entire day. Uh, intermixed amongst the panels, we did do some autographs, but we're going to talk about that uh, at the end of the show. Um, but uh, we headed back to Saber's hotel room with them, and uh, we actually it worked out. We watched this great show called Man versus Food. Which, if you haven't seen it, it's incredible. It's on the Travel Channel. It's with it. It's with this guy that's been in the hotel in, or hotel restaurant industry for his whole life. Yeah, he's he, the 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 preface to it on on his show is that he has been in every single position that you can have at a restaurant. Yeah, and he's amazing. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a great host and. He goes to all these different cities and goes to some great, like, you've never heard of places. Yeah, a little hole in the walls. The The mainstay of the, of the show is that he goes and does food challenges, like eat this five-pound burrito or eat... 12 or drink 12 milkshakes in a half an hour you know he does all these big food challenges but uh to fill in he also goes these little hole in the walls well uh in la the food challenge he did was like this super hot vietnamese uh vietnamese noodle bowl bowl. yeah but i wasn't really feeling that but he did this little hole in the wall mexican joint that has their own little like super-sized burrito. So we decided to go there. We found it online. They have all of the locations listed that he's done on the show. So if you're ever visiting a town, just put in man versus food in Google. It's the first result that comes up. Um, We went to this place. It was called El Tepeyac, I want to say, if I'm pronouncing that right. And, uh, I mean, it it was very deep deep in LA. Yeah, by the time we got there, we were like, ooh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, and it was so hilarious because, you know, we're riding with Saber and this is the first time that we've really like... Hung out with got, him. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> you know, we got into religion. I mean, we just got into We got into the Matrix. That's right, Saber. We like the Matrix. Um, we just got into all of these different little, uh, conversations and I was driving and, and normally I have a great sense of direction with the GPS man, just boom, 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 boom. Well, for some reason I got into my mind, I was doing this thing where I was trying to follow it visually and we have a shitty GPS. So if you're trying to follow the little dot, by the time it hits where you're supposed to turn, you've passed it. By like two blocks. Yeah. <laughs> so 
what you have to do is you have to read the street name <laughs> that yeah. you need to make your next turn on. And I kept forgetting to do that because we were just having a fucking we good were, ass we were, time. You we know? were bullshitting, just having a good old time. And every single time I would look at the GPS and he wouldn't turn. And I'm <laughs> like, Jason, that was the street. <laughs> And he's like, oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally found the place. The burritos were amazing. They were. Amazing. And it's this little hole in the wall. Like, there's no place to wait for a seat. So if you can't sit, you have to wait outside. When we got there, we luckily, like, walked in, boom, got a table. And we're talking about this place has 10 tables and a bar or a or a counter diner style yeah, counter. yeah counter and so we got a table right when we walked in so that was rocking yeah and by the time that we left there was a line of like 15 people yeah outside waiting in line all giving us dirty looks like yeah you better leave <laughs> <laughs> so that was kick-ass uh then we made it back in time for the transformers film fest uh so we got to watch some of the uh fan submitted uh <sighs> clips and and of course they showed us the trailer which was kind of cool it's the yeah. first time we were pretty close to the screen so it's the first time we got to see it on a maybe what was a hundred maybe 150 inch screen something like yeah, that it's a projector screen yeah but one of the best things is um and i cried a little was uh there was this one really off video and it was in the what was it the oh well yeah it was fam films hello um, in the fan films, it was just kind of like this really weird video where we were like, cool, this is something that you would show your family. This is kind of neat. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. at the end, it shows the guy. It was like a home video. Yeah, it was a home like, video of, was it last year's? Bo you know, I, I don't know if it was last year's or a combination. I mean, they had a lot of last year's. Uh-huh. Well, I guess the only things I didn't recognize was the hotel, but I didn't stay in the hotel. So, yeah, uh -huh. I think it was just all last year. Last year's BotCon. So it was like, you know, just your average or not average, but your normal family video um, of your vacation. And everybody's like, oh, this is cool. This is a different fan film. And then at the end, they show the guy. He's all, you know, zeroed in and everything. And he proposes to his girlfriend, like all movie style and stuff. And I cried a little. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was really good. It was one of those like, oh, moments. Yeah. At the end, he was all doing it all webcam style. And, yeah. And, and he was like, and he's, he said something like, I finally found something that means more to me than Transformers. Transformers. And I like, oh, this fucker's going to propose. <laughs> and right then he's like, will you marry me? You know, and it was, it was great. They were in the audience. Saber knew the, the couple. He had this actually oh, really funny right. story that we'll leave, we'll leave alone. But, uh. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, we didn't stay for um, the MSTF, which was Mystery Science Transformer, which is where they make oh, fun yeah. of some of the film and cartoons. And we, what I really wanted to stay, and it was just way too late, was there's a documentary called Transform Me, um, a fan documentary. And uh, we wanted to get back to the hotel early so we could get a good night's sleep. Uh, to wake up nice and early for Weird Al the next morning. 
Yep. I insisted on it. I was like, no, I have to get up early in the morning. I'm not a morning person, especially on vacation. So we're going to bed early. And this is where we're going to take our break. All right. We'll be right back with Saturdays. Introducing Blaster. He looks like an innocent radio, but transformed is the powerful Autobot communicator. The Transformers, each sold separately from Hasbro. All right, guys, welcome back. All right, so it is officially Saturday now, and wouldn't you know it? But we woke up late. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the exact thing that we were trying to avoid. But uh, I set my alarm. I forgot to change the the oh-so-important uh, setting from weekdays to weekends. <laughs> um, I stayed up. Uh, by this time, we'd only been in our home hotel room for about, I don't know, what you say, 36 hours? And it was trashed oh was it that night that you yeah so i stayed up all night and and cleaned the room so i got to bed about 3 30 which is about two to four is about normal for me even having to get up at you know we were trying to get up at seven o'clock so that was still kind of normal for me but i and he does yeah. this without coffee folks <laughs> i admire you non-coffee drinkers <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got up late. We finally got down there about nine fifteen. Totally missed the Weird Al signing. Uh, Saber called us at like seven a.m. Like I'm here. I've saved our spots. Like, and we're like, uh, we just woke up and we won't be there. But thank you. <laughs> so Cyber was able to get an autograph for himself. Everyone, all of the big names, uh, Weird Al. Well, all of the. Weird Al and Peter Cullen all had a one-item limit, so he was able to get a signature on his very cool jersey. Um, we got there just in time to start lining up for Peter Cullen, which was at 10.30, kind of. So while we told Saber, we were like, okay, we're on our way, but we're going to miss, we're obviously going to miss Weird Al, but we'll get in the line for Colin. Well, by the time we got there, Saber was done with Weird Al, and he got in the line for Colin, like, within two people getting it. How many people were in front of us? Three people? Two no, people? there was nobody in front of us. He was the front of the next line. The second line. line? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Unless if he let people in front of him, oh. So, well, no, because he was he was also he was I also thought being there was a, people in front of us. I thought no, we were like the we third were no, because we were standing in front of the 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 guard lady or whatever. Um, yeah, no, he was first. So unless if he let a couple people in front of him, like, you know, what did they cap it at? One hundred and twenty, or I was that no the two hundred forty? I have well, no either idea. way, he, he was either he was either he was at the eighteen or thirty-eight. You know, he let a couple of people in front of him. He was number one in the next line. So what had happened was there was a designated number of people that were for the first signing. So we get there about nine fifteen. The first signing is supposed to be at ten thirty. So there, 
they're wherever they capped it we were the next we started the second line which was going to be for one o'clock i think something like that maybe two o'clock uh yeah at nine fifteen in the morning so we started lining up more people started showing up behind us like what are you guys waiting for we're like oh we're the second line well, finally, Mrs. Savage, the wife of the chick, or maybe sister, I guess I shouldn't assume it's the wife, uh, one of the people running the show showed up and said, no, you guys aren't going to be able to stand here. We're going to start the line at 1130. And we're like, well, how do we make sure that we're, we can make it in that line? And she's like, I'm not really sure. And we're like, well, we're just going to hang out here. <laughs> While, you know, until, until that line you figure forms. it out. Yeah, until that line forms. And there, she's like, okay, well, but j- you guys aren't aligned. Well, so people kept coming up to us because there was, you know, no one else left either. So there was a good 20 of us in line at that point. And people kept coming up to us because we were the front of the line asking us, you know, what are you guys waiting in line for? And we're like the one o'clock or two o'clock Peter Cullen. They're like, damn. And I said, well, but we're not really a line. We're just hanging out here waiting for the line to form. Because what it was was that it was it was in it was within the hall, like the main area where everybody's we were becoming walking a fire to, disaster. Yeah, a fire it, hazard. Yeah, is exactly what it was. And there was only there was us and then maybe about another 10, 15 people behind us. And she was like. I'm going to let you guys stand here. You get any longer, if you get past the information booth, which was like, you know, another 100 feet. feet. Yeah. No, yeah, 10 feet. 10 feet. You really have spatial issues. Well, no, it was way down there. 10 feet is, that was that was way more than 10 feet. It may not be 100 feet, but it wasn't 10 feet. I can tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, I do have spatial issues, but I know that. <laughs> Anyway, she's like, once you, if, if you guys reach the information booth, I'm sorry, we're going to have to disperse the line and it doesn't matter. Well, let me chime in here real quick. Mrs. McFavorite was doing me and Saber and Saber was doing me a mighty solid because I'm a panel guy. I want to go to panels. I'm not really worried about autographs. So they were standing in line while I was in panels. I would come out and check at the end of a panel or whatever, halfway through, that kind of thing. But I do have to give props where props are due. Saber and Mrs. McFavorite were the ones waiting in this line. So, sorry. So, lo and behold, the line gets longer. Because nobody wants... Because, you know, people walk up, they ask, and they even had like a... Not necessarily a guard, but, you know, a, a convention worker that was standing there controlling the or quote unquote she was controlling mar- the she line. Was marking oh, she was marking the line. The there you end go. That's of the better. first line. And um, she was saying what she started saying. And this is what I think this is what started the line was first come, first serve. This isn't the line, but they were here first. Yeah. Which I was like, oh. That's very nice of you to say that we're supposed to be first, but that creates problems. But anyway, I'm not blame, pla- placing blame. Lo and behold, the line gets to the information desk where they said, if the line gets to this point, we're going to have to disperse the line. 
So what did they do? They dispersed the line. So what did we do? We uh, just shifted our line like two feet over to the windowsill behind the same line we've been standing behind. (laughs) (laughs) And we were just chilling. Like we marked our spot. Everybody like, you know, people last were like, you know, we're, we're waiting for the next line to form, which is at 1130. We told people, you know, when the, when the girl was being preoccupied by 15 other people asking her what the line was, we were saying it's not a line, but this is where the line starts for the 1130 <laughs> line. <laughs> we were waiting in line to wait in line. It's just like Comic-Con. It was great. Um, so then, of course, that line got too big. And then the the convention workers got even more pissed off <laughs> and dispersed that line. Well, that line wasn't about to disperse. They're like, oh, no, we're sitting in a windowsill. We're just chilling. <laughs> and so then they brought the cops over that were like, this isn't a line. Get out of here. <laughs> and so Sabertron, that's right when Sabertron came over and he's like, look at what I bought. And I don't care how fucked up the box is because I'm opening these. Open your toys let's open your toys <laughs> so as they have the cops like running up and down this line like get out of here blah shoo get away we're like we're opening our toys in this windowsill where we've been this whole time <laughs> it was a lot of fun but the funny part is is that waiting what four hours in a line that wasn't really a line but it was a line to wait in line um we were the first in that line. We managed to be 45th in line. Yeah. And no, I'm sorry. That's that's exaggerating. We were probably about like 30. Um, while we were sitting there, a group of people weaseled their way in and said, oh, no, we just need a place to sit down and took the next windowsill in front of us. And lo and behold, they were there in line. <laughs> but the other 20, 20 to 25 people were people who were bumped from the original line because people were holding spots. And when they, were, when they did the original count, it was capped. And then their friends came back that they were holding lines for, and they did another count, and so those people got bumped. So that part was cool. Those people that bumped in front of us pissed me the hell off. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, eventually got moved outside, which what yeah. we said the whole time, yeah. like they came by and every time they would say something to us there, we were like, just move us outside. Just mark an official start. So we, and we'll police ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, that, that was what's so They're wacky. Like, no, we don't have the manpower. Da, 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 da. <sighs> we were like, okay, whatever. But either way, it doesn't matter because it wasn't like a first come first serve type of thing. Well, first come within the first 120 <laughs> yeah. come first serve. But, um, we were within that line. We were guaranteed a spot. So I can't complain about what number we were, even though it was really irritating that people bumped in front of us. But uh, we got our we got our signatures from Peter Cullen, and he was the sweetest guy ever. I like felt bad for telling him where to autograph <laughs> on your toy. He started art. He, Slick wanted it within this specific spot to like balance everything out because he's a designer. <laughs> and of course, he had to give me that figure to have him sign. 
And he started signing in a different spot. I'm like, no, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm a designer. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I need to have it balanced. Can you please put it here? He's like, oh, thank you for telling me. Thank you so much for waiting. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. You're the one making money here. You, you should be, you know, we should be thanking you, which we did, of course. Exactly. He was great. He was a great person. So long story short, it was a debacle. It was a lot of fun debacle. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of ah and all that other stuff. But we got to meet Peter Cullen and he was an awesome person. And there was not a moment that was regretted. <laughs> well, that's good. Because that was a long story long. actually that was a long story longer (laughs) and and i do i appreciate everything you did i appreciate everything you did saber because like i say i got to see my panels uh jessica and i actually both got to see a panel while saber waited outside in line for us during one of them so um, let's go ahead and get into the panels of the day. Uh, first up was IDW, they're the per- people that do all of the Transformers comics. Uh, in August, there's going to be a six-issue Tales of the Fallen, and it's going to be spotlighting some of the movie characters. Uh, it's going to have Bumblebee, Jetfire, Fallen, and more. Also coming up, we have Spotlight Cliff Jumper. Uh, episode 13 through 16 of All Hail Megatron is going to be called Coda, and it's going to be uh, two 11-page stories per issue that ties up a lot of the loose ends and, sec- and sets up the next major story arc for that line. Uh, there is a Wreckers miniseries in the works, which I'm super juiced about. I actually just got my Wreckers Faction stickers from Repo Labels. Um, did I say stictions or did I say stickers? You you said stickers. (laughs) Um, also I, uh, IDW asked if we'd be interested in another GI Joe versus transformers. Of course that erupted. Um, but when asked if we'd ever see a movie universe between GI Joe and transformers, they said, absolutely not. Um, is this a comic? Cause I don't think I've ever heard of that. These are all comics. Oh, okay. That's remember when I just said IDW, they're the people that do the comics for the, Oh, tra- sorry. I was playing with my dog. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> She's just so cute and playful. Uh, next up was the Activision panel. So these are the guys um, that are at least spearheading uh, the uh, next-gen uh, versions of the Revenge of the Fallen game. I know as some of the other ones are being uh, outsourced or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it looks like there is going to be uh, five unique games this time around. So uh, each game for each I guess gin is going to be so or each uh, each type of gaming is going to be the same or different. It's going to, you know, handhelds, next gen, PS2, Wii. Um, there's also going to be five full multiplayer modes, extra characters, multiplayer characters, downloadable content characters are also going to be available. Uh 
Wilker, Colin, Charles Adler, Mark Ryan, Jess Harnell, Megan Fox, John DiMaggio, and I'm pretty damn sure they said uh, Shia LaBeouf are all doing voices for it. Uh, also, in the 360 and PS3 version, there's going to be six episodes of the original G1 cartoon series. Um, finally, there's going to be uh, game-exclusive characters that may be getting toys, so that'll be interesting to keep an eye out for. Um and the one question that, again, like Mrs. McFavorite said, we're not big question askers, uh, but I caught uh, the main uh, project manager for the game out in the hallway. And I know we had talked about it on a previous cast because Vangelis from the TFW cast had talked about it, was were we going to be able to jump and transform? So we can't jump and then transform form into a vehicle but if you're a vehicle you will be able to burst out of the vehicle and transform so essentially jump and transform from vehicle to robot mold mode um but all the questions in the panel just asked if that was possible and all the gameplay we had seen it just looked like you drive and you and transform and what he did say is that the burst from the vehicle mode is going to be controllable so you'll be able to just kind of do a little short one and transform or you can do a full-on burst and just soar through the air and transform so that's really cool um Next up uh, was the David Kay and Weird Al panel. So David Kay is the voice of the animated Optimus Prime. And Weird Al, of course, is uh, Retgar in the animated series. And also did a song for Transformers, the movie, the 1986 version. Dare to be stupid. <laughs> so uh, this is. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But this is where I have to thank Sabertron for holding our spot in line because... Without you, Saber, I wouldn't have been able to sit front row and see Weird Al. Exactly. And without you, Saber, I wouldn't have been in the two previous panels and been able to slowly work myself up <laughs> to the front and save two spots in the front row for this panel. So, um, again, we missed his autograph, but we got to sit front row for his panel. Uh, it Which was... was to me, I think a little bit better because the the autographs and Saber let us know if if it if it's different than what I think, but it seems a little impersonal. It seemed like a well, it's a, a wham them bam, and burn them. sign me, ma'am. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> how I went through the comics and the yeah. you know, it's just bang bang bang. Um, but it was it was really cool. Um. There was actually a, a a part in the panel where Weird Al twitted something, and again, I tweeted. say I say twitted. I Fuck know. tweeters. If you're tweeting shit, you're gay. Sorry, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's but, it's it's the slang, not the derogatory. Yeah, <laughs> I just I hate tweeting, but. Uh, he actually posted something to Twitter. How about that? That's uh... and he he was it was it was a request from one of the pa from from one of the people, and they said, "Can you tweet, tweet something, something in Retgar?" Yeah. And so, what was it? Did he just I, say, "I am Retgar"? 
Yeah, I'm sure he just said one of his simple lines. But again, we don't follow Weird Al, so we can freaking catch yeah, this up bit, update. I, but a couple people online, they're like, woo. Yeah, because he was like, man, I'm already getting responses. He's like, thanks, so-and-so. Yeah, and they're and he like, was a, Yeah, they're in the audience. Um, they asked one of probably one of the best questions again you get some asinine questions in these panels and and more power to you i'm glad you have these questions and uh uh and tfw put it in a great way is that there there's these people like peter cullen that like like i've never met peter cullen before i've never been in a peter cullen panel but if you've been going to botcon for eight years He's been there multiple times. Yeah. So you've heard all of these questions before. And uh, so tons of, can you say this in your character's name? And can you do this? And, and Well, those were fun. I mean, some of them were Those are fun, of- but again, I think I'd rather know more information. Than just, yeah, I guess it's whether you like- want to be in taint entertained or if you want to be informed and i think i would rather be it's like dangling a bone or yeah dangling a bone in front of a dog and say dance but yeah you know but it's it's also well yeah and that's the whole thing of doing it improv like it's one thing for you to say can you say this in your character's voice it's another thing can you can you create a fast food commercial like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't they, want to be put on the spot like that. Some of those I thought were 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 fun. They they were awkward because they were like, um, I'm not here to perform. I'm here to answer questions. Yeah. Even though most of your questions I'm not going to answer because I don't know what the hell you just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the big things. That was the problem that I had was that... You the know, geek out moments. Yeah. Like in where, episode 39, you were holding this, but in the next scene, you weren't holding it. What happened to that? And they're like, I was just reading the script, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just reading the script. <laughs> yeah. Weird Al had the same style question answered like three times. And he's like, he gave a different answer every time, but he is just pretty much like, I read the script. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they were great during the whole time. I mean, they weren't like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you just ask me that question? They answered it with grace. Yeah. You know, they never seemed irritated, although some of their facial expressions were great. Oh, priceless. <laughs> uh, but one of the best questions were asked, or what was the strangest items that they've been asked to autograph? Um, and uh, body parts, of course. Uh, I think David K. signed a baby. That day. That day, the baby was there in the panel. They held the baby up. Yeah, for the mom was like, see. "That was my baby," <laughs> and like as she held the baby up, it was all. <laughs> <laughs> and then Weird Al's was that a fan had him sign a body part, a leg, an arm, or something. And then a year later, he met up with that same fan, and that fan had tattooed over his signature. And I thought that was really cool. And the guy that uh, Saber knew that actually was in line with us for Peter Cullen had done the same thing. He had a lot of really nice Transformers ink. And uh, and he had David Kay sign just like right below his knee. 
and and that was there to get tattooed. So that was that was really cool. That that's really cool. That's I don't know a about great idea. Baby autograph. Wow, well, yeah, a the baby is a little weird, but I don't know. That's weirder than your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next one again in the matter for the sake of time, which is Jesus Christ. All right, thanks guys for hanging in there. If you didn't go to BotCon with us, this is actually a great synopsis of everything that happened. Yeah, just just look at the pictures of the Pasadena Convention Center and imagine <laughs> yourself with us. <laughs> All right, next up was the Hasbro panel, and I am just going to blow through this with a little bit of interjections. Uh, first up, exclusives. Toys R Us is going to be getting a G1 Insecticon set and Perceptor similar to their commemorative series that is ultra cool really could give a shit about perceptor but uh the insecticons are going to be super cool because i have never picked up the g1s um walmart is going to be getting a masterpiece sky warp and um he's plastic and he didn't he looks very nice he he was very glossy at least the ones we saw um it's going to be very one very g1-esque uh, Toys R Us is also getting a deluxe Soundwave G1 repaint, so uh, G1 or Soundwave from the movie in G1 colors, and also, and it's going to be in a Voyager Megatron repaint two pack. So they didn't really, at least I didn't catch what the repaint of Megatron was going to be. I assume that it's going to be a G1 repaint as well. Um, Target is going to be getting uh, Voyager The Fallen, and it's going to be a fire repaint. He was very orangey. Uh, we actually have a video of that uh, from Sunday. Uh, animated figures are going to be released. All the ones we've seen, RC, Wingblade, Optimus Prime, Goldfire, uh, Grimlock, and Hydro Dive Bumblebee. Uh, they, they're looking to do them as exclusives uh, sometime in 2010. We're also going to be getting a deluxe Rodimus Miner, a Cybertronian Ratchet, a deluxe Cybertronian Ironhide, which is essentially going to be a repaint of Ratchet, uh, but with a new uh, Ironhide uh, head. We're going to get a deluxe Fugitive Waspinator, which is going to be a repaint of Bumblebee. We're getting, again, the Wingblade Optimus Prime. I think they revealed this the next day, but I put it here um, because they, they split their Hasbro panel into two different uh, panels. But uh, the Optimus Prime armor is, one, going to be coming with a Magnus Hammer. It, but also the armor will attach to the Voyager as well. Uh, probably one of the coolest thing is we're getting an animated Voyager blackout. Uh, it is very much a mix between his Cybertronium mode we saw in the cartoon and the movie mode blackout um, as because it's a helicopter. Uh, we're also going to be getting a Voyager Thundercracker so that Frickin' rocks. We're going to have a complete animated Seeker set, um, at least the original Seeker set. 
Uh, we're going to get a Legends Wheelie and Soundwave from the movie. Uh, also, Scout Breakdown in G1 Colors. We are also getting a Scout Nightbeat in G1 Colors. Uh, uh, or I should say comic colors. Also a uh, Scout Sky Stalker. It's going to be the Jerome Jet from the movie. Um, we're going to get a Deluxe Dirge in the movie. Uh, looks like a Harrier Jet. Uh, try to keep the uh, colors t- uh, or try to keep them real true to the G1 character, but it is going to be a movie style mold. Uh, let's see. The three motorcycles from the movie will combine. They did confirm that. Uh, probably the thing that had everybody the most excited was we are going to get a movie-style Voyager bludgeon. Uh, he's got a tank alt mode. He is essentially a samurai-style design. Uh, he looks so cool. Yeah, Jessica even liked him. I'm going to try to convince her to buy him. So I can take mine out of package and she can keep one in package. <laughs> but uh, it, it's ultra cool. The samurai sword comes out of the gun turret. It can actually be stored on his belt like a samurai. Um, he's got an over-the-shoulder knife. It just it looked awesome. Um, also coming, we've got a Voyager uh, jungle attack Ironhide. This is a movie repaint uh Lash retool. Uh, the new bumper will turn into a crossbow, new door panels, new weapons, sniper rifle, machine gun combined to be guns. There's there's a lot going on with this. Um, another thing that probably had people really excited was we're getting a deluxe movie lockdown. Uh, that's right. It's a lockdown, very animated-esque, but in a, in a movie mold style. Did that get a big cheer? Yeah, well, okay. not a huge one. And the I'm samurai not, one got a big cheer. Well, yeah, I, and cool. I don't know if there's a lot of animated haters or what, but I thought it was awesome. I thought I thought Lockdown was super cool in the cartoon, and I'm glad to see we're getting gonna get a movie style mold of him. Um, maybe a lot of people couldn't see well because it was so similar, you know. Um, also, we got to see uh, sketches of Deluxe Drift. And um, lastly, a question was asked about a Masterpiece Grimlock in the USA. And they, Hasbro is hoping to get him here in the next year. So that rocks. It looks like uh, finally my planning paid off for once and not buying the $150 Japanese release. Again, the American release is going to be all plastic, but it's going to be the same mold for the most part. So I'm excited for that. Um, Hasbro actually brought up Fans Project by name. Um, this is a pretty big deal. There was even a question about them. Um, so I, I can't help but think it has to do with how Fans Project is actually announcing that they're doing figures now as opposed to add-on kits. You know, it's one thing selling a kit uh, for a toy that might bring increased sales, but you actually start selling a Transformer toy with a Transformer, you know, essentially IP. And yeah, Hasbro has caught wind of it, and it'll be interesting to follow where this is going to go. Lastly, 
no more twist ties. Uh, Hasbro's going to try to phase out twist ties in their Transformers toys by 2010. Are they going to replace them with those rubber bands? Yeah, rubber bands is what they what they thought. And those seem to be the injection molded cheaper. plastic is, is doing really well nowadays. You're able to really finely detail those plastic inserts. Oh know? yeah, I guess that's true. Yay! No more. We want you to buy this product, but you can't open it. <laughs> Uh, so after that panel, we went to go have lunch with Saber. Uh, the Pasadena Convention Center is in this really like yuppified part of town. So like we could go to the Cheesecake Factory. We could have gone to P.F. Chang's. Or a version of Denver's Rodizio Grill. Yeah, like ultra or, expensive. I'm sorry. Not, yeah. Yeah, I've, Rodizio. Yeah. Um, but we found this cool little like uh, uh, <laughs> tropical themed place. It's called the Islands, uh, and I probably had one of the best burgers I've ever had. It was a peppercorn crusted uh, Swiss and bacon or something like that with avocado. It was incredible. I, it was it was the shit. My avocado burger was super good. Uh, endless or bottomless fries. Uh, had their own brews? Did they have their own brews? No, no they didn't it, it was have just a brews. beer I hadn't had before on draft. They, I think it was a local brewery because yeah. they, I mean, they of course had their Coors Coors Light, Bud Bud Light, but then they had uh. ones that we hadn't heard of before. So I think it was local, but I don't think it was theirs. So it was a place called the Islands. Uh, take a look if you are interested in new places. Uh, finally, we went to the Peter Cullen uh, uh, panel, and he has actually signed a contract. He confirmed for doing three Transformers movies. So it was pretty Spoiler much there's alert. been all these spoilers that there's going to be three movies. So it um, makes sense. Just because he signed a contract doesn't mean it's going to happen. But short of two just being a ridiculous bomb. I can't imagine there not being a trilogy. Yeah. I mean, that means that every single uh, scene that they showed in the trailer were the only good scenes <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, because if it was just the trailer, it'd still be a pretty damn good movie. Like, let's just watch the trailer again. <laughs> um, he did confirm that Welker did audition for Megatron in, for this second movie, um, but didn't really know where that led. I doubt that they're going to be changing a Welker to, or changing Megatron's voice to Welker uh, for the second movie. Uh, Frank Welker is the person that did Megatron in the cartoon series. Oh, okay. and, and they picked a new person to do them for the first movie because I guess what I remember hearing is that Michael Bay didn't think that the original Megatron voice was evil enough for this new Megatron Oh, did they, they more cheesy or no, just not Well, evil. they made it very... Well, he was more of like a person. And you heard Megatron in this one. He was very like... Yeah, 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 you know, and kind of like, like animal. Just like a barricade. <laughs> Are you a ladies man? 
Okay, sorry, that was a horrible impression. That was a complete. That was like a wreck. Our impersonation peaked us out all over the place on the recording. But anyways, um, he also said that he's writing a book, so that should be cool. Uh, Not necessarily just Transformers, but just about his career, and uh, probably again. I know we complained about in the last one, but probably some of the best parts of this panel were people asking him to do lines and the transform and roll out and um till all are one and a couple other ones i mean when you heard these lines that you've heard from on the tv show in the new movie you know him saying those were just it it was like magic man yeah, i mean it it, it, it would make uh, it's a it's a goosebump moment. Yeah, exactly. It it just it it resonates. It it's amazing a, how somebody and you don't even know the cartoon. You just know the movie and how much you like the movie. That's it's his voice. It's it's yeah. that it's that same thing that we always talk about with certain songs that you you don't know what it is. I mean, it could just be any type of song, but there's just something about the pitch or the tone. That like just hits you psychologically, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Where you're just so. like, oh, or <laughs> no, I'm sorry, no, that was the wrong. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm getting so tired. <laughs> his panel was one of the last of the day, and then it was time for everybody that had paid for it to go to the Paramount party, and I was fucking amazed at how many people paid for that. I literally did had no idea it'd be that. You didn't think it was going to be that much? Oh my god, it stretched it stretched along two and a half blocks. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, where was Saber in that line? He was like, okay, so you walk where we were at. Yeah. You walk all the way down, and then you walk almost all the way down the other way. Oh, oh, wow, around the corner. And it even went further than that. We didn't go. Yeah, and it was so classic to see this, because I saw this last year where the dinner was free. So you would expect, and it wasn't like a like set party or whatever but you see people like dressed to the nines in suits and cocktail dresses and then you see people literally wearing shorts and flip-flops that they wore all day at the con so it's a really interesting paradigm of what people consider to be like a special event dinner especially when they say like they don't literally say you should wear a cocktail dress and a button-up thing, but they do. I thought they said like no shirts or t- you know no t-shirts or t-shirts or shorts. But. Well, I'm glad that we didn't go because seriously, that next morning I was looking in our closet at the hotel and I saw your polo shirt and your dress shoes, and <laughs> I went, "Yeah, I didn't bring any of that." Yeah, I, seri- I seriously would have been that person that wore. Well, I would have wore a more dressy, casual outfit by wearing well, my nice was... sweatshirt with my nice tank tops <laughs> and my cute skirt with my clean shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or my I clean was tennis shoes. But I yeah. was literally just business casual. What I would wear to wear to work: polo shirt, jeans, and you know, a pair, a pair of fucking Timberlands. You know, but. uh um, we got to do something s- 
in in our opinion, so a hell much of a better. lot more fun. Yeah, we first we started off the end of the show with uh, meeting uh, Bill Rowley. He is the senior designer for Hasbro Toys. Uh, one of the main people on uh, the Transformers. Transformers. He was in both panels. And he did not share any spoilers, so don't ask, because <laughs> that was one of the big things was that he can't say anything, and we're, we're going to respect that. And they can't do interviews. Uh, there, was, there was a big blow-up about um, some stuff that's happened in the past, and so literally they are not allowed to be part of the fan community anymore, which is understandable. Yeah, it, even it makes though these sense. guys are the they're the biggest fans, you know, Obviously. I mean, yeah. Um, it was amazing to hear about some of the shenanigans that goes on at Hasbro. They sounds like they have some very cool company outings and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we just got to share a quick bite with him in between the ending of the show. And when he had to meet back up because he had to go to the party, um, so even had a chance to get into the party for free and we still passed it up and for great reason we got to go have dinner with George and Aileen. Do, 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 toy break. <laughs> wow, that was horrible. <laughs> I can't sing. I wasn't saying that I could. <laughs> uh yes, George and Aileen from October Toys. They do uh the uh toy break video cast actually so it's it's one of my favorite video casts uh they we hung out it's my only video cast (laughs) so it's definitely my favorite (laughs) uh we hung out with them they took us to a great little neighborhood british pub that's right by their house we walked to it Oh, that was the fun part was walking because that's what we do here in Denver is just walk everywhere we want to go. Exactly. Especially on the weekends. <laughs> when we're drinking. <laughs> but uh, um, Mrs. McFavorite got fish and chips, which was incredible. Yep. Why that was the shit. I got to have shepherd's pie for the first time. I, I ventured out and it, it's essentially like a beef vegetable kind of pot pie, but without the pie part. And then mashed potatoes over the top. Was, that that made uh, the quote unquote pie crust. Yeah, oh, it was it was super good because I think we've mentioned this a couple times. Slick and I we share dinners. We yeah. both pick out something we both would enjoy. And then we share it share. to try to get to try to utilize as much uh, eating potential as possible. Or, or new flavors as possible. Exactly. Um, but that wasn't the best part. The best part by far was actually being on an episode of Toy Break. Which, when she's like, all right, so you want to do a Toy Break? I was like, uh. Yeah, I mean, this is like, what, 9, 9.30 at no, night? No, that's when we ate. Like, she, when she when she said, all right, let's do a Toy Break, it was like 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. Oh. And it, the the time wasn't it. I was just like, I'm gonna be. Oh, for on me, it's the TV. time. I was like, I've been <laughs> up all day. We had been drinking during the show, which I mean, not heavily, but taking a shot here or there to keep the spirits up. But it was once when it was all said and done. Oh, it was a blast! Yeah. It was so fun. 
I hit up toybreak.com. You know, I know there's photos up of us up on Facebook and, uh, and, and at least with uh, last year's BotCon, if you checked out those photos on, uh, on episode 17's post on the website, then you've seen at least what I look like. But if you want to get a video really brings out your mannerisms, you know, a photo is is a a moment in time. (laughs) Yeah, it's still it's still video. It's still TV. But uh, um, if you just want to check us out and not just to check us out, you should be checking out Toy Break. You should. Again, they've expanded a little bit into mass retail, but for the most part, they're art and designer toy specific. Um, But if you like toys, you should know everything there is to know about toys, you know, and and they do an amazing video uh, podcast. Uh, They gave us some helpful hints on how to cut down our two hour plus podcasts, which we're not taking into account this time where are we at right now we're talking a lot <laughs> so uh head over to toybreak.com download our episode which is uh episode 79 and, and download all of them they are they're all really good i it's like i've been listening to them for a lot longer and i got to meet them last year at comic-con before i got to before i started watching them because I, I do all of my podcasts while I'm at work because I'm, pro- I'm a processor, data entry. I just sit there and just on a computer pounding out numbers all day long. Um, so I didn't think that I could do a video podcast because I'd find myself watching it. <laughs> um, so it took me a while to start watching it based on the sole fact that I, that I just couldn't watch it. Um, but once I actually started watching it, it was an amazing podcast, and it, it was such an honor to be on their show. It was so fun. It was so great spending time with them, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, and their house was amazing. Like, we have a they lot of They had a toys. Gonzo. Oh, God, that was so great. Yeah, they had, like, a life-size Gonzo. <laughs> um, like, we have a lot of toys, but they're really randomly placed like i'm like oh here i built this masterpiece atst it'll go right here and it doesn't move for the next two years (laughs) but they have like themed out their house they have so many display shelves and so perfectly themed george has a muscle collection which if you don't know what muscles are they're like little pink eraser style figures from back in the day which there were hundreds of them and he has a complete collection behind glass it's every so single gorgeous. every single one that was ever made the of the pink at least because then they start asking uh what they would call colorways of oh, them okay. and uh and he said he's not going to screw with those because a lot of those were international exclusives you know not on purpose but they that's were only, just how it happened but anyways again we're tangenting that like we didn't include any damn links and we're still tangenting like a motherfucker i know but this was great yeah george had a haunted mansion um portrait oh yeah oh god that like was so that, wonderful like an original piece of artwork yeah like or if anybody's print, ever probably. been on been been to disney world disneyland they've been on the ride the haunted mansion in the main room that you start off in and Oh, no, you've been on the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, of course. Um, 
in the main room before they actually put you on the ride. You get this little like scary room part and it's the portrait room. It's one of those portraits. It's of, I, I don't know names, I don't know the specifics, but it's of the older lady. She's sitting there. She looks like she's sitting on something with an umbrella over her head. And as it expands, she's sitting on top of her husband's grave. It's the, I, 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 I just about freaked out when I saw that. It's the shit. And, of course, like, just like uh, we were talking about on, on Toy Break. I peed a little. <laughs> <laughs> and Aileen's Ewok collection was rocking. It was. We loved it. Their apartment, their workspace was just all, it was amazing. Thank you guys so much. All right. On that note, it is really fucking late, and we still have a whole day and a whole nother section. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It is a world transformed where things are not what they seem. It is the world of the Transformers. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Transformers, robots in disguise. Transformers, more than meets the eye. The Transformers from Marvel Comics. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, it is really late, and we are on our last day of BotCon. This is Sunday. Sunday was actually pretty relaxed. Uh, we were able to get everything packed up and get over there a reasonable time. I uh, did the dealer room for a little bit, um, and then we hit up part two of the Hasbro panel, uh, they revealed some more about some of their revelations the day before. Cybertronian animated Cyber Cybertronian Ratchet will come with a EMP and defibrillator paddles. That EMP will fit on the original Ratchet and also on the original Lockdown as well as the movie Lockdown. So that's pretty cool. Um, also the drift that we mentioned prior, they showed prototype sketches, um, and it looked very close to IDW's version of them. Uh, also the big announcement as far as Revenge of the Fallen that we did not know about was leader Starscream. Uh, that's right. We'll be getting Starscream's mold in a leader size. Eh. I, I could really do with it or without it. It looked really cool, and I know everyone's really excited about it, but I, I like my deluxe-sized versions of Starscream, especially because I have the whole G, or I will have the whole G1 Seeker set of it. Um, and finally, they cut one of my most favorite panels short, and I got pissed. Yeah, I was upset. Well, I thought it was kind of weird, too. And uh, I guess some fans appreciate it more than others, but uh, Aaron Archer, one of the uh, prolific uh, Hasbro designers, brought out a special guest. <gasps> Who could that be? It was left cheek, left cheek, left cheek. Tyrese. That's right. <laughs> and I guess Tyree, uh, he showed up at the Paramount party the night before. Sabatron got to give him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> he kept <laughs> telling like, me. Before he did anything, I gave him a hug, man. 
Yeah, he kept telling me the whole, or he kept, no, it was it was on Twitter. He kept tweeting me that he hugged me, not you, da, 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 not you, and I'm like, Saber was talking shit. Saber <laughs> was talking a lot of shit, but it was it was duly noted shit. <laughs> and it would have been nice to give that beautiful, beautiful scrumptiddlyumptious tushy a hug, but. It's another person that won't remember who he gave a hug to. So that's nah. the thing that that that's my thing with like autographs and meeting famous people. Unless if you like do something that will make them remember you like. Hey, black ass. Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not derogatory whatsoever. If, if you listen to one to of a... our previous like one of our first podcasts. No, it was. Yeah, okay. we it was it was further back, and we were talking about our liquor store, and we were talking about half, uh, half baked. baked. I always want to say and how high, and that's the other movie. And that's the only reference you need. It's not racist. It's from Half Baked. If you haven't seen the movie, watch just it, watch it, and, and you'll, you'll get see it. What we mean, but anyway, that beautiful piece of chocolate chip. Anyway. <laughs> He's beautiful. I it's nice to look at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it to be that way. <laughs> but I'm tired. It's about an hour and a half past my bedtime. Uh, um, but anyway, it was it was great. He was there. I was in the same room with him. He Sabertron seems, got to hug him. He seems to he seems to be a real fan and not necessarily yeah. a fan like you or I. But, uh, you know, a kid that watched the cartoon growing up, had the toys growing up, and now he gets to be in a movie, a very popular movie about him. Um, after that Hasbro 2 panel got cut short and mostly it was just uh, Tyrese, a little bit of Q&A, uh, the next panel up was the G1 Writers, and we had Flint Dill, Bryce Malik, Paul Davids, and David Wise. Uh, really great. A lot of great questions. Again, a lot of geeking out. Like, do you remember in this episode when this guy did this, why did you have him do that? Um, but a lot of great questions just in general about the old series. And what I love is I, most of these people, I assume don't work for these companies anymore. So they really let their true feelings fly. So they had very straightforward answers to some of the questions about politics and Where was stuff I during like this panel? I don't think I was. You were waiting in line for Greg Berger for Sabertron. Oh, that's right. So I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> uh, finally, to cap off our incredible BotCon adventure, uh, we got to have yet another meal with Aileen and George. Uh, they took us to Buca de Peppo, and I actually spelled that wrong really horribly. Um, little <laughs> place. I'm like, I knew it sounded familiar. <laughs> Uh, I knew it sounded familiar. We actually have one like five miles from us, but we had never eaten there. So it was very cool. Yeah, it, we just met up with people there. So Yeah, we just had drinks. We never ate there. So it was very cool. Had an amazing meal. Again, just <sighs> a lot of the fandom has been complaining about how there wasn't much 
news or information released at the at the convention to me that's toy fair that's comic con that's these you know 100,000 plus conventions uh botcon jocon starfest you know these little conventions are, are not to gonna, meet people yeah. they're they're to hang out with people they're they're to talk to people that at least one aspect of the of their lives is similar to it's yours networking yeah exactly networking kind of sounds so formal though i mean it's it's hanging well essentially out. that's what it is uh, well you are you're 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 hooking up with a bunch of people that have the same interests and you're learning more than what you did before you left because i i came out of this knowing a little bit more about transformers well, yeah. and botcon like i actually people are like you went to that transformers convention i was like actually <laughs> while transformers is the focus it's not all Transformers. Yeah. And they're like, really? And I'm like, I don't know anything more beyond that, but yeah. <laughs> so it was great. We had a freaking amazing time. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we, we got out of LA at a reasonable time. I got a free hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. McFavor got a free hot dog. That was back on Friday. I, I'm surprised she let us make it past that day without bringing that up. But. I just remember, it was the only hot dog I had. But if you heard me talk about Comic-Con, I like my hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for BotCon. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We're going to do a real quick uh, section of what we got since we spent so goddamn much money. Since he spent so oh, much I'm goddamn sorry. money. Yeah, you're right. Since I spent so much goddamn money. <laughs> oh, and I forgot I was going to look at something on a break. Anyways, uh... First up, autographs we got. Again, we're not really autograph people, but eh, it was the spirit of everything. We got uh, Stan Bush, Finch DeCola, Greg Berger, Robert Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, and the man, Peter Cullen. Uh, let's see. Stan Bush and Vince DeCola signed my uh, remaster of the 86 movie soundtrack. Uh, Greg Berger, I actually didn't get anything signed from him. He was uh, Grimlock and the original oh, Bumblebee, have, I believe. Did we ha have stuff for Sabertron that Yeah, time? we signed, We oh. got stuff for Sabertron. He, had a, he also did Cosmos. Or no, 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 no. That's somebody completely different. I'm tripping out. But uh, it's late. no, we didn't get any more Greg Berger signatures. Um, oh, one I didn't include. We got Mark Ryan. He was the voice of Bumblebee in the live action movie. So just a couple sentences. But I had him sign a premium uh, movie version of Bumblebee. Robert Orsi and Alex Kurtzman signed our Blu-ray version of Transformers the movie. And then Peter Colin, uh, I because Jessica didn't have anything for him to sign, I had him sign my 25th anniversary reissue of G1 Optimus Prime, and Mrs. McFavorite had him sign my premium version of movie Optimus Prime from the original movie. Which where I gave him instruction on where to <laughs> sign it. Because I you're felt a designer. like an asshole about it. <laughs> I did the same thing. What I just do is I walk up and I'm I'm like, hi, how's it do, how's it going? 
thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate you taking the time. Now, can you sign where I want us. you to sign it? And I'm like, <laughs> and I just do this and I go, can you just sign it right about here? And I do like air circles, like in the space. And then I give them the Sharpie and let them do their thing. Uh, Mark See? Ryan didn't really care where I told him to sign. He's just like, here, I'm going to sign across your entire front bubble of your oh, toy. Oh, was he the one where he was in the dealer room? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, wasn't Saber? No. Sabertron was complaining about it, too, because mine, I had him, I constricted it a little bit, but like Sabertron's is the whole bubble of his bumblebee. He's like, he just kept writing, <laughs> which is cool, you know? It's, it's like a whole big you know autograph but at the same time you're just like i'd like to see the toy <laughs> anyway but it was ugh, it was so much fun and like i said out out of all of them stan bush vince decola and peter colin were were the heights because like i said before stan bush and vince decola they were they were just so cool they're old school rockers which is what i grew up with yeah exactly and, they're people that just rock and they were just so gracious and it's so cool to see them still just instead of like these old crotchety old men they were they were like well as weird as it sounds they were like my dad just some Cool ass guys that are just chilling, signing autographs. Exactly. Well, my dad doesn't sign autographs, but anyway. <laughs> but and then Peter Cullen, he that really was. I didn't know who he was until after I saw his. I didn't really snap on who he was until the panel, mm -hmm. and then after that, I just appreciated even more. Just I appreciated the hell out of it. He he was he was awesome. Um, so you want to tell them, since I'm the one that spent an assload of money, you spent actually, you spent about what you would spend at one of our local toy shows here. So that was pretty damn good. Uh, what did you get, Miss McFavorite? I got my dun dun dun, dun first real actual transformer i've got a couple transformer of action figure i action guess you figure. could call it yeah yeah because what what are those called that are in the bubbles that are the like the turnarounds they're the unleashed uh, yeah unleashed the i've got the optimus prime and the which is the megatron other? and megatron god i don't even know what i have anymore that's a sad thing um, I've got those as transformers, but as my actual real transformer, my first one, I got the preview bumblebee. And have you transformed him yet? I, you haven't given it to me yet. Oh, it's been right. in the it's box still... ever well, since I got I it. I was supposed to find time to go anyways. But... Anyways. So, uh, no, I haven't transformed. She will yet. actually open this even though she's a mint on card collector. Oh, she's... I am. I thought you said you were going to open it. I guess I am. <laughs> um, and then I've got my Bumble Spud. That's right. I've got my Optimash Prime, or Optimash Prime, and now I've got Bumble Spud. Nice. I was super excited about that. I got the three and three quarter Iron Man, who is sitting proudly on my desk. My uh, he's a good looking figure. I like he, his vac metalized accents and shit. He really is. I was. And like you said that that he's the same as your uh, Wolverine, uh -huh. but I don't think he's nearly as impressive as your Wolverine. But he's Iron Man and he's awesome and he looks really good and he sits great on my desk. So and he hasn't gotten stolen yet, so I'm happy. <laughs> um, 
And then, what's the stormtrooper? I didn't get a stormtrooper. Your stuffed plush stormtrooper. Oh, thank you. I'm like, I didn't get a stormtrooper. And then I added to my plush collection. <laughs> That's horrible. I don't remember that. Oh, God. That one I actually do have, and it's already sitting with all of my other plush Star super Wars guys. Super deformed plush. Um, but it's a super deformed stu- uh, st- uh, stuffed stormtrooper. It's very, very cute. And there was about 15 shirts at the at the t-shirt stand that I wanted, but they were two for $35, and I'm not made of money. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous, 17 I mean, I guess if you're not paying tax or shipping or anything, it's not bad, but... Um, all right, on to what I got, which is much, much longer. Of course, I picked up my box set and all of my souvenir figures. Um, and then Revenge of the Fallen and our show notes has a big question mark because I'm not quite sure what I all got. Because for- it's in the box with my uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Um, so, um, I know I picked up all of the Legends figures because I'm a Legends fanatic. Um, I also picked up, oh, something we missed in the show notes. I'm surprised I didn't have this down. Uh, the Legends Devastator will definitely be coming to America. So, um, but it won't be. Go ahead. It won't be until spring of 2010. So if you can't wait till then, make sure you order the Japanese version, which it's not going to be that much more expensive. It's seven figures at five bucks a piece. So that's 35 bucks plus tax. You're looking at 40 bucks right now. I think you can pre-order it for 55 bucks, probably 10 bucks shipping. So you're not saving a ton of money, but I am going to make wait for the American release. Um, but anyways, I uh, picked up all the legends. I picked up all of the scouts except for the forklift and the Red Bull truck. Again, until I know their characters, I'm more looking at their alt and robot molds, and neither one of those really impress me. Um, I picked up most of their deluxes, and it fucking kills me. I cannot think. I they had. I believe they had eleven deluxes available, and I picked all of them except for two. I know Wheelie was one because I could give was, a shit about Wheelie. That it was is the, it was the Red Bull truck. That's a Scout. Oh, never yeah, mind. I, can, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know Wheelie was one of the Scouts I didn't pick up, and I can't think of the other one. So, anyways, I got most or most. Wheelie was the one of the deluxes I didn't pick up, and I know there's one other deluxe I didn't get out of the eleven that they had. Um, didn't get any Voyagers, no leaders. The leaders sold out like that. Um, I don't know if I even would have been able to get one if I wanted to, but uh, um, still waiting to see what the best version of Megatron's going to be. Um, as far as the dealer room goes, score! Uh, took this opportunity to take advantage of a lot of the Japanese sellers that were there. I picked up a Encore Omega Supreme for 65 bucks, no shipping or tax. I got all three Seekers. I got a Starscream for 30 bucks, and I got Thundercracker and Skywarp in a two-pack for 40 bucks. I got my Encore Jazz, which he's like the one character. If they put Jazz on 
as a name of a character in the line, I pick up the toy, whether it looks like jazz or not. And I never had a G1. So I picked up an Encore Jazz for 20 bucks. Uh, one of my favorite uh, mini bots from the day and one of my favorite figures of all time was Seaspray. I picked up a G2 Seaspray mint on card kind of mint the card wasn't very mint this is the vac metalized version of him for 10 bucks uh like mrs mcfavorite one of the stands had a great deal on uh marvel three and three quarters so i picked up my green hulk from them for five bucks and then because I missed out on a lot of the prints because I waited too long. So there's a tip. Do not wait on prints. Buy prints when you see them. Um, so that means come the first day with a poster tube. tube. God, I can't believe I fucking <laughs> forgot the tube. Anyways, uh, I, uh, Matt Moylan at least had plenty of his little formers. So I had... I got his animated verse, I guess you could call it. I'm not sure what he's calling it. Essentially, almost every animated figure that's ever appeared or been sketched, uh, but in his version. And then I got his version of the 86 uh, movie poster, but in all his little cute little formers. And last but not least, we got a wonderful little gift in the mail from Sabertron. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Sabertron, for the movie poster that they gave to you at the Paramount Party. It was much appreciated, and it will be posted somewhere on one of our many walls. I'd say it has to go in the living room with the movie posters. We might have to... Uh, replace one? Yeah. You gotta, we could replace the celebration one. <laughs> you ain't touching my Yoda. <laughs> All like right, we'll have to talk posters. about this. But uh, yeah, one of the main reasons why we wanted to go to the Paramount uh, party was to get the movie poster they're giving out. I don't think it actually turned out to be the official movie poster. I think it's the teaser poster, but the official awesome. movie poster sucks. And this one. Oh, is rocks. that the one with Prime and Bumblebee in, yeah, on, on either side? Yeah, and, I had that one as my desktop for like three hours at work yesterday and i was like i don't like it and so <laughs> I, I changed it yeah i like the fallen one and like and like we like we assumed it's not the one sheet so it's not the both sided printed one so you can put it in a light box or anything but it is a gorgeous poster we appreciate the fucking hassle he had to go through in order to get that to us so thank you saber so much we had such a great time with you man we can't wait to make it out to florida and you need to make it to the mile high city and uh yeah considering that you're a storm chaser you should have been here last weekend yeah we had tornadoes during botcon in the middle of a city that i don't that in my lifetime has never seen a tornado go through the actual city it's always been you know out in lyman <laughs> and uh to george and aileen thank you so much you were incredibly hospitable to us i mean it we had an awesome I'm time hanging speechless. out with you guys, just just chilling, talking about toys, talking about Twilight, talking about <laughs> okay, Aileen and I were talking about Twilight, but just just chilling and talking like as if we've known each other for years. It, yeah. All 
it was it was such an experience that I, I don't think that you know Comic Con can't hold a torch to that. It yeah. was it was so much fun. Thank you, Saber. Thank you for putting up with us and are unable to follow a GPS direction. <laughs> and everybody, our we, inability to follow a GPS direction. <laughs> everybody we met in line, all of our line buddies. Again, you may not listen to our show. We we packed, we passed out a little swag. We did business cards with stickers. So maybe we've picked up a few <laughs> listeners. Um, this is about par for the course. We we've tried to make the cast shorter than this and we may be making some steps to make it a little bit shorter but we rock about two hours of fun toy talk so if this is your first episode you're listening to welcome to your open your toys cast family we're here for you we're here because we love this we had an amazing time at BotCon. thank you to everybody we met and everybody we hung out with it was last it is fucking late I think it's time to say goodnight we love you guys peace goodnight night.